Hello and welcome back everybody to the Just One More Level podcast. I am your co-host Christian. And I'm your co-host John. And this week we have played a little bit of a little game that you may have never heard of. It's a little tiny indie hit, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, real tiny. Real tiny, yeah. Nobody's ever heard of it. It was this thing made by this tiny little company I think called Naughty Dog or something like that. Uh Uh-huh. Right? And uh, and they released it on the uh, the PlayStation Two originally, and it's had a couple remakes and things. But uh, obviously, I am being facetious. Um, yeah. Ratchet and Clank was a huge series back in the day, and it's still going to this day. Although it's not as big now as it used to be, it is uh, still fairly large, and yep. uh, it's getting a new game on the PS4, which I am actually super excited for. I'm not, or did I say PS4 on the PS5? I am super excited for it, not going to lie. And uh, also, I said Naughty Dog. I meant Insomniac. I get those two companies confused because they work so closely together. Yeah. Um, Insomniac Games, my bad. Anyways, yeah, no, mm-hmm. we played some Ratchet and Clank. Um, we did. So my history with Ratchet and Clank is it was one of the first games I played back on the PS2. Um, I So I kind of grew okay. up with Ratchet and Clank. But how about you? What Was this your first time? Have you? Did you grow um, up with it? My my first time playing any game in the series at all was the um the PS4 reboot that came out a few years ago alongside a feature film. Oh like, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Very similar to the first game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. I own it but I haven't gotten around to playing it, but they did change some stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's uh I, I don't think it's a direct remake. Um no, it's uh no. it's just a reboot and it's supposed to go along with the movie. In some right. capacity. I didn't see the movie. My friend just happened to own it, so I um, got to play a little bit of it. But this is my first time playing the original game or any of the games on the PlayStation 2. Um, okay, and okay. I I very much enjoyed it. Um, it was great. Um, I'm going to compare it to a game. Um, reminded me a lot of Castlevania. No. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, we we um, got to get that in there every week. Yeah, it, it reminded me a lot of Jack and Dak. Um, oh sure yeah okay okay just ju- just uh just because of the you know th- there's like a buddy mechanic you know you have a little a little companion that sticks around you and doesn't really do much and just kind of right, provides right. comic relief and um sometimes they'll um put in tutorial tips spoken by that character you know so every once in a while daxter would chime something in your ear about you know don't jump over there or, hey maybe we should go look over in that direction and uh clank does similar things from time to right, time. Right, and that's actually what I was saying earlier. Like, they worked in the same office across the hall from each other, and they wow. both just so happened to be making buddy platformers at the same time on the same console. And nice. that's why the two series are so similar, and that's why I constantly mm-hmm. mix them up with each other. Um, oh, okay. Because Ratchet and Clank was made by Insomniac, whereas um, the Jack and Daxter being made by Naughty Dog. Right. And uh, so they actually like exchange tricks and tips and things, how they were getting the most power out of the console and um, kind of what they were doing with each other. And in later series, if I'm not mistaken, or later games, there are little Easter eggs for each other's games and things like that in there, too. So oh, okay. just kind of neat, kind of neat. Yeah. How you were comparing it yeah. to uh, Jack and Daxter. Yep. There's yeah. a good reason for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Ratchet and Clank, for anybody that doesn't know, is I, I guess best described as, a, as an action platformer kind of collect-a-thon with a little sprinkling of a third-person shooter and just the tiniest whisper of rpg elements the tiniest yeah i would say only in the sense i'm sorry only in the sense only in the sense that you um the things that you're collecting are not just random they're currency and you use that currency to purchase weapons and ammo and like um you can uh um, almost all of your um 
what do, what do I want to say? Almost all of your weapons and gear is purchased by you. You have to choose which ones you want to buy and like the ammo and different things like that. And they help you overcome obstacles in the... Right. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was saying about um, it not so much being a true collectathon in a sense, whereas mm-hmm. most because most of the things you're collecting is actually just the currency, um, which are like nuts and bolts that you use to uh, to purchase more upgrades and things like that. And kind of the same with the RPG elements. It's not like you level up directly by killing things. You just you get currency by killing things that you can then spend on upgrading your equipment so yeah the the currency in this game kind of works like an experience system and as you know legitimate currency all kind of at the same time um but what i absolutely love about this game um is yes the gameplay but also just the level and world design yeah growing up especially i thought it was amazing it was like nothing else i'd ever really played at the time um sly cooper was i believe my actual first ps2 game and in some sense i kind of can see some similarities between the platforming and and sly cooper and ratchet and clank but they added all these action elements that was just so much better than anything that i had ever done on like the n64 or anything like that and it had the double jump mechanic in there so if you um kind of screwed up your jump a little bit or whatever you didn't just have the ability to change your velocity midair but you could also do a second jump to kind of uh correct yourself and then they have a little bit later in the game a hover pack that you can get and whatnot to help you hover um which makes again it gives you more control in the air um you can do like long jumps and things which i mean obviously some of those things were in uh, mario 64 um but yeah and then like john said the variety is just crazy um, yep. You mentioned how, like, there's some first-person shooter, well, more like third-person shooter elements and things like that. Yep. Um, there yep. are so many gadgets and weapons that you get, and they all serve different purposes for the most part. Mm-hmm. You have, so you, your your starting weapon, of course, is just a wrench, and that's right. what you have, and it's just, uh, it's basically like a sword. You just mm-hmm. kind of throw it, or sorry, getting ahead of myself, you just kind of beat stuff with it. You smack monsters across the head, break open mm-hmm. boxes with it. Um But you can also throw it. You can crouch down and you can throw it kind of a, not boomerang style, because it doesn't make like a big loop, but it just goes like straight forward and then back to you, which gives it some more versatility. And then on top of that, they made even more use with it by adding the puzzle elements of the puzzle platformer, action platformer. There Mm -hmm. are like little uh, bolts or, or yeah, some bolts sometimes that you can use your wrench, you can put it on the bolt and then you can spin it around to like open up new pathways or change the height of platforms and all different kinds of things and it's just right. the versatility uh, with the different uh gadgets that you get as well as just the number of yeah. items that you get is just insane to mm-hmm. me and i i love it i love it yeah and i think it has a very satisfying progression too because i played i played ratchet and clank for about two hours i believe okay. um i got to visit three different planets um mm-hmm. i got to fill up your um weapon wheel like your uh wheel for weapon yeah and uh gear uh you have like like a a, quick select menu for anybody who hasn't played the game before yeah yeah yeah. it's like yeah like a quick select menu use the d-pad to uh switch out different things that you can use um Mm -hmm. and i got to fill up most of it um probably had about five or six gadgets uh so each each world only lasts i don't know for you but for me a roughly half hour to an hour depending on how much Mm -hmm. you try to like complete it to find everything in it uh-huh. And each world tends to have at least uh, one or two new gadgets, at least, that yeah. you unlock. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the progression, I agree. Yeah. And I really enjoyed, unlike uh, the couple of games that we played previously, 
uh, the voice acting and cutscenes are incredible. They have right. a lot of right. they have a lot of fun. They have a lot of uh, the characters all have a lot of personality. And um, Ratchet and Clank uh, continuing the PlayStation's tradition for being edgy are uh, very snarky and sarcastic. You know, <laughs> um, so they have a lot of fun a lot a lot of fun with that dynamic. Um, right. So it, it, it's just. Uh, it's it's just very satisfying. The gameplay is very satisfying when you're going around and you're shooting things and you're solving puzzles and you're collecting things and you're uh, taking enemies. I don't believe I, I I think I died a couple of times and mm-hmm. but not a whole lot. It wasn't like it wasn't like my experience playing God of War, for instance. <laughs> where right. I was, yeah. No. Combat I, I wise, personally, constantly. I believe the game's fairly easy. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. I believe I. So I've played a little bit more than you. I. I don't know exactly how much. I want to say roughly three and a half hours that I've played total. And okay. uh, there's one point where you can get to a ship, and it's like a side thing that you don't have to do. Um, okay. But you can like unlock some extra stuff by doing it, basically. And uh, anyways, there's this one specific enemy type. I don't remember the name of them, but I had a hard time dealing with those. That's the only time I died to enemies that I remember. Um but the world, like trying to get between platforms yeah. and things like that, just because I wasn't being very careful, right? I was just kind of rushing through it, trying to get from point A to point B. And so I may have mistimed a jump or two um, and fell right. in a pit. So, I mean, this game does have yeah. the the pits, you know, the instant death pits. That's a thing that you yeah. have to deal with. But um, yeah. all, overall, though, I would say it's pretty decent in that regard, uh, mm-hmm. at least in the early game, more than pits, it's more inconveniences that you have to deal with. So yeah. like you'll fall to a lower area or you'll like have quicksand that you have to quickly get out of or you're forced out of um, right. or or there's water that like a stream that'll take you down to the bottom of where you just climbed up from things like mm-hmm. that less than instant death at least. But later in the game, yeah, it's an old action platformer. I mean, there's sure. going to be pits that kill you and yeah. is what it is, yeah. I guess. Uh, but w- what I did like about the game is I found that they're fairly... Um, they're fairly forgiving when it comes to the continue system uh, oh, because you, yeah, you, you, I agree. you pop you pop right back up wherever you died um, yeah. or or at least at the beginning of the towards the beginning of the stage you know so there's not a yeah. whole lot of um <clears throat> excuse me there's not a whole lot of moaning and groaning because you have to retread a whole bunch of ground that you already did you know um, right. and that can be the most frustrating part of say even like crash bandicoot on the original playstation right. and having yeah. to retread a part that you are so good at now because you've gotten through it 50 times right <laughs> to get to get back to the part that you're actually trying to overcome um right i i didn't find a lot of frustrating moments like that with this game um it, it was pretty forgiving there's not really like a game over type thing yeah every time you die you just kind of pop back where you were yeah so i'm not 100 percent positive i think you might lose some of your nuts and bolts maybe but i could be okay. wrong on that even yeah um, but no i, 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 I agree you, completely i think you retain them i i only know that because i got an exorbitant amount on mm-hmm. um the the first world that i visited well the, i guess it would be the second because you start out in sort of your home world and clank shows up right and yeah. then you progress to the first world you go to is in Ratchet's ship that he's trying to fix, and Clank helps him fix it. And then right. um, after that, they give you a ship that's actually functional, and you can explore the map further. So you're you're transported directly to your first destination, and then you're able to choose where you go. So after the first... that, there's a little bit of branching path, yeah. Yeah. So it's the not first like planet... an open world game or anything like that, where you can just no. choose to go anywhere at any time. But they do give you some small choices of would you like to go here or here first, that right. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, and 
I'm actually very glad I chose the path I did because it turns out that um, the first planet I chose to go to was the one that gave me the better chance of finding the uh, superhero character that they're looking for mm. to save the world. Yeah. Um, yeah that's the first the story, planet. Yeah. yeah, that's the first planet I went to. And I visited the robot guy's shop and I died a good bit on that world. But that world is where you get the grappling hook. Mm. And if I had chosen to go to the other world, the other world is almost completely grappling hook based. Like right. the entire <laughs> platforming map that you have to overcome to get through that world is all with the grappling hook. And I was like, and, well, <laughs> if I had gone here first, I would have been um, I would have been up a crick and I would have had to turn around and go back the other way right. anyway. <laughs> and that's what I was going to say. Luckily, though, there are it's very easy to travel from world to world. It doesn't like cost anything or anything like that. There's just a right. short loading screen in between them. And one other thing I really like is the screen where you can choose which planet to go to will tell mm -hmm. you like what objectives there are left in that world to do. So mm -hmm. if you're trying to do the completionist run or if you did, were missing an item before you went to a planet and weren't able to do all the objectives your first visit or whatever, it's right. really easy to tell like right from the uh, galaxy map or whatever you want to call it um, yeah. where to go, like what there is still to do. You don't have to load into a planet, run around, figure out, oh, OK, I already got everything done here. Let me write that down so I don't forget or something. And then. Um, right. go back to the galaxy. You don't have to kind of repeat that whole process a hundred times, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, that is, that is definitely a thing where, uh, I mean, it's less of an issue. I feel like a little bit later in the game because you, right. you get the grappling hook really early. And then the only other large item I remember for like a uh, traversal is the, the backpack with the, the propeller backpack or whatever, like whatever right. it's called. Um, which you get on the world the, I went to. Right, yeah, also mm -hmm. very early, and then just one or two world later, you get a device that lets lets you uh, hack terminals, essentially. I right. forget what they call that as well. Yeah. Um, uh, but so all I of that's fairly early into the game, um, mm -hmm. thankfully. So like after that, as far as I can remember, it's been years since I've beaten the game, but as far as I can remember, there's nothing else really that locks you out of anything. So gotcha. you're good to complete all of the... Um, what do you want to call them? The the missions, not missions so much. The objectives. Um, right. at that point, uh, which is nice. Um, what else? I don't. I had a thought, but I lost it, and no, that's just like one of the most irritating it. things. Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> there was something that was really wanted to say. Go ahead. Well, I, I I can say that I really appreciate the direction for the game. Um, mm. and I I'll, I'll explain a little bit. I really appreciate that when you're running around the world. It is a bit open world. It's not. It doesn't lock you into a path to force right. you to make a linear progression from point A to point B. You can explore a little bit, but right. There's I just, usually. I want to like... interject just a tiny bit. It, okay. I agree that it's not. It's not linear per se, mm -hmm. but yeah. less than open. It's more. It gives you the choice of linear paths. Yeah. Right. That's so... uh, that. That's where I'm going with it. Yeah. Uh, oh. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. They um. They they lay out literally a path of nuts and bolts for you to follow. Right. Um, right. Yeah. To yeah, uh, to, to take points, you yeah. to take you where you're supposed to go, and it's usually very apparent where mm -hmm. they they want you to go next, and you go through your platforming stages, and you defeat your enemies, and you find the people you're supposed to be talking to, and different things like that. It's not just completely wide open. Uh, ambiguous so sure um, yeah but at the same time it doesn't make you feel locked in it doesn't make you feel yeah it gives like you crash. some choice yeah right like uh like crash bandicoot you're 
there's only one way to go. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. It, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't make you feel locked in like that. You know what I mean? Um, even though it is essentially a linear game, you know, you're trying to go from point A to point B to accomplish uh, a singular objective for the most part, other than the little side missions you can do on the map. Um, and honestly, it's something that I was just talking about recently with a, another friend of ours, Austin. Um, mm-hmm. He, I. Honestly, the older I've gotten and the more I've played open world games, I'm getting more and more tired of them, to be honest. So I kind of found this refreshing (laughs) going back to this. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I still love open world experiences, at least to some degree. But then I think back like so Kingdom Hearts is one of my favorite game series of all time. Kingdom Hearts one and two Mm -hmm. used a level based system. You would go to a world and then Mm -hmm. you would have distinct uh, areas in that world. So there'd be a loading screen, small area to explore, loading screen, small area to explore, etc. And then there's Kingdom Hearts 3, which still is world-based, but each world has very, very large areas. There's only like one or two loading screen per world, and they're massive, these areas. And the extra mobility that they give you, in my opinion, actually caused the level design to get worse. Because they made the level design larger and taller, and it makes it harder to find things. It makes it harder to not only get around, but whenever you are playing any sort of game where there are things to collect and things Mm -hmm. like that, it just gets annoying in my opinion. Like I have a limited amount of time to do these things and I have hundred percent at kingdom hearts one, except for the gummy ship missions and pretty much hundred percent completed kingdom hearts two. And I never found it to be much of a chore outside of skill based things like uh, secret bosses and things like that. Kingdom hearts three is just such a pain. And then I think of like Assassin's Creed where there's like 200 feathers to collect in this giant open world city. Right. Where do you even start? Like there's so many feathers. How do you explore this whole place without a map of some sort, like an online guide type map or whatever? It would take forever. And so I I actually kind of appreciate the more linear elements. Assassin's Creed is the only open world game that I just, I don't know what it is about it. I've heard a lot of critique about the first game, especially for being kind of like rough around the edges and they didn't take long Mm -hmm. to polish things. Assassin's Creed, the two Brotherhood and Revelations are far more polished versions of the first game. And then Assassin's Creed 3 was the magnum opus, according to most fans. And then it just kind of tapered off after that. People just stopped caring. But um, I like the first game. I don't know what it is. So did I, honestly. I just have so much fun running around being an assassin. I just love it. (laughs) And that's... Well, and I think a large part of it for me is when Assassin's Creed first came out, it was kind of a whole new thing, unlike yeah. anything else that had ever come out. Um, yeah. But I actually kind of disagree. I feel like, uh, so two was a trilogy. They made a few of them with that same character before they made three. Mm. I think mm-hmm. by the time they made three, it was kind of at its, it kind of ran its course. I think that was the start right. of the downfall, to be honest, with number okay. three. Okay. Um, but regardless, don't get me wrong, I still, like you said, I love running around and exploring these open world games and, and yeah. being an assassin was really mm-hmm. fun and the ability to climb and all that. And then you have like Breath of the Wild, which is an open world game and I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't get me wrong, it's not that open world is bad. I just generally right. speaking find distinct areas and linear paths mm-hmm. to be just better level design in general, generally yeah. speaking. Um, it's, it, it goes back to that same that same thing we talk about with the fixed cameras and Resident Evil, to, Silent yeah, Hill, to and, a degree, and yeah, God of yeah. War. It's, uh, you can it, spend it, so much more time. Yeah, Right. It can be very cinematic, and they are tailoring the game to show you what they want to show you. I mean, if you think about right. a movie, um, and I, I'm, I'm going back to my, my, my film school, 
background here. Right. <laughs> uh, fil- filmmaking is a language. And I have read one of the books in the course study was an entire book on understanding the language of film and why directors do certain things the way they do them. And it can be as intricate as the camera moved from left to right as opposed to right to left. And that means um, the shot is supposed to show progression versus the camera moving right to left showing regression just because mm. we, when we read, we read from left to right. So if the camera is panning or following something, moving from right to left, it can make you subconsciously feel like the character is regressing versus, yeah, versus progressing. And there's a really famous example in this very old movie that I'm sure you're not going to be interested in called The Graduate mm. <laughs> with, um, with Dustin Hoffman. Very, very likely I will not care one yeah, bit, it, yes. It's an old movie and it's very famous, especially in like the film school. Uh, I, I, I don't know what you would call that, the community. <laughs> Yeah, um, click something yeah, like that. Group, pretentious, yeah. pretentious film <laughs> nerds, People, cinephiles. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Um, so it's a uh, it's 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 very basic movie. It's just a romantic comedy. Um, and it's uh this this guy, this kid, just graduated graduate school, and he's just trying to figure figure his life out. And while he's trying to figure his life out, this uh milf named Mrs. Robinson uh tries to seduce him. <laughs> and um, nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the 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 soundtrack was done by Simon and Garfunkel. That their song "Mrs. Robinson" is from that movie. Um, and uh, there's this and anyway, huge tangent. <laughs> the opening shot of the movie is what I was trying to refer- reference here. The right, opening right. shot of the Back movie. On he's, he's on a moving sidewalk at the airport. He's getting off okay. of the moving sidewalk. Uh, he's getting on the moving sidewalk at the airport, and the shot is following him right to left. And that was and the example that was directly called out in that book because the character is regressing in his life. He did something successful by graduating graduate school, and now he's descending into a world of, I don't know what I'm going to do with the rest of my life, and anxiety. So the camera's tracking him right to left. But gotcha. tying this all back into video games, right. for goodness <laughs> sakes, um, in uh, fixed camera games, and especially in God of War, I felt like the camera angles and the path and the progression was very tailored to what the director of the game wanted me to see. Right. It was almost part of the storytelling is what you're it trying was, to say. Yes, it was yeah. part of the storytelling. So right. it, it, it felt really good. And in Silent Hill, they do a fantastic job of oh, yes. spinning yeah, no, I think that's the, the camera all around in different ways and things. So in... Um, scaling that to ratchet and clank <laughs> um bringing it all back let's go bringing it all back um the 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 feeling of having an open world and being able to explore if i want to but there's a track to go i know what i'm supposed yeah. to do i'm supposed to go find this guy or i'm supposed to overcome this obstacle or i'm supposed to do this thing knowing what i'm supposed to do and narrowing it down makes the gameplay feel a little bit more um satisfying than just having right. this big expanse having a big expanse of world like that can feel almost overwhelming at times. Yeah, and that's kind you, of what I was gonna say was it also makes yeah. it a bit more accessible too. Yeah. Um having the the not only the more linear paths with the smaller areas and things like that, but also like you specifically mentioned how a lot of times they'll have the nuts and bowls laid out in a way that it almost 
directly tells you, hey, follow this path, like come right. this way, jump up here, etc. Which right. I think is great for younger gamers, uh, people mm -hmm. who just don't traditionally play a whole lot of video games, people new exactly. to video games, older players, yeah. whatever. Um, I think that's great for them. And I think this is an amazing video game for kids um, yeah. because it's something they can jump right into and uh, have fun with. And the worlds are colorful right. and bright and fun to explore with wacky creatures and things like that. But also for adults and more experienced gamers, there's secrets to find and extra areas to unlock and, and yeah. objectives to complete if you want to spend the time with it. And yeah. you can max out all your weapons and things like that. So I think it's great for people of all ages. I think they really struck a, a magnificent balance. It is a game on the easier side. Um, so it don't is. go into it expecting yeah. a huge challenge. But well, you can, I think you can there's a, a good. Yeah, it's a fun game. It's a very fun game with some challenging yeah. moments. It's the same just... reason. Um... It's the same reason why I, I always defend and am in love with Minecraft, because mm -hmm. um, the, the combat in no means, even when you're fighting the, the biggest of bosses, is overwhelmingly difficult. You don't right. need extreme precision skill to overcome anything, you know what I mean? I, I, I often had, uh, wait until night at Minecraft just to kill all the mobs for fun, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, because it's, it's not a big deal, I can just run around and, and kill them, but it gives you it's relaxing you can make the game right. whatever you you want to make it and you can be as creative as possible and you can do the same thing with ratchet and clank you can just sit down and relax and explore the world and fight some guys and it's that that satisfaction and uh it's very good i would say that i really enjoyed the game very much so yeah. i would definitely play one more level i okay. uh, or, or one more game um and uh i i don't think it was my most favorite thing but I will say that had I discovered this game as a child, like you, mm -hmm. had I had a PlayStation 2, had I grown up with that and played this game, I would have fallen in love with it. It would have been oh, one yeah. of my favorite games. Because I played like saying, growing up, it really was. Yeah, for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I played just a little bit of Jack and Daxter as a kid, and I was in love with it, not even having full access to it. I played maybe a total of 35 right. minutes of Jack and Daxter in my entire childhood. And <laughs> now maybe maybe spoiler for a future episode um because i'd love to care cover that series at some point too i mm -hmm. do actually feel like jack and daxter is the better of I the agree. two to yeah. be honest i have more nostalgia for ratchet and clank because i played it first and i played more of it as right. a child i personally owned it whereas one of my brothers owned jack and daxter so i didn't play right. it as much um yeah but I do think it's probably the better one. And they took on a much edgier feel as the games went on as well they with did, Jack yeah. and Daxter than uh, Ratchet and Clank. Um, mm -hmm. But regardless, so yeah, I mean, I do agree. I would definitely play also just one more level or just one more game or whatever. But there are some issues um, specifically. Yeah. So we play two different versions, which is surprisingly common for us on this show uh, right. about playing the same game. You played the mm -hmm. PS2 version. I played on PS3. Um the PS3 version has a small, a few small issues, nothing game breaking or anything. Um, oh, okay. But if you're watching on stream or on the YouTube video, you'll be able to see examples of this. Everybody else, you'll just have to take my word for it. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, the text scaling sometimes just doesn't fit inside text boxes. Obviously, the oh. PS3 version is in HD, so they scaled the text and everything to make it look cleaner. Um, and sometimes it just doesn't fit inside the text box. It'll just hang really? over. Little annoying not the end of the world um right. the other thing uh ps3 originally had a lot of issues uh developers did with loading times and things getting everything to sync up properly it was just a fairly common issue um blu-rays 
uh, drives, old Blu-ray drives, are, are relatively slow loading off of for the amount of data that can be stored on them. So right. another thing that would happen from time to time was there would be a little loading hitch that would cause the video and audio to be out of sync. Oh. Kind okay. of annoying. Not a huge deal, but a little thing to, to consider. And lastly, the, the last thing that I personally noticed was that um, so whenever you go underwater, there is swimming in this game. You can go in water. Um, yeah. And whenever you go underwater, you have a limited amount of oxygen, and an oxygen tank will pop up on the side of the screen as kind of a gauge to show you how much longer you have that you can stay underwater. Okay. And you can tell what they did in the original game was that whenever you first went in the water, it would spawn in the asset of that oxygen tank, and then it would move it into, like, slide it into view of the screen, and then it would slide it out of view of the screen, but it would still keep it loaded. And the reason I know that's how they did it in the original game mm-hmm. is because you can see all of that take place, since it's now in a 16 by 9 aspect ratio. You <laughs> can see it suddenly appear, slide okay. into place, and then slide off to the side of the screen, but it doesn't <laughs> slide far enough because it's 16 by 9 now instead of <laughs> 4 by 3. So you can actually see if you're watching the YouTube video or Twitch stream, you can actually see it on screen right now. Mm-hmm. From the time you go into water until you load a new world, mm-hmm. an oxygen tank is permanently stuck just on the side of your screen. <laughs> it never quite oh, goes no. off the side of your screen. So it's just little tiny. Like I said, nothing game breaking, nothing that really takes away from the enjoyment that much. But right. there are just little things, um, and I don't think there's any real benefit other than having the cleaner graphics and uh, being able to more easily hook it up to modern televisions. Other than that, sure. in my personal opinion, there's no real benefit playing the PS3 version, to mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah. Um, but that's about all the gripes I honestly have with the game. Everything yeah. else is, like I said, the 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 way you move around is excellent. The world design is excellent. It's bright. It's There's a lot of fun characters. Absolutely, I, yeah. I don't have anything to complain about other than think, the tiny issues with the PS3 version. I think the only thing I had to complain about was uh, that thing that I already mentioned, um, not knowing which world to go to. It's not a huge deal first. because, n- yeah, not knowing which world to go to first, yeah, um, it, which isn't a huge deal. And they kind of tell you, they kind of make it known that, hey, we need to find the superhero guy, you know, right. so it's it's, you know, you can definitely figure it out i'm i'm, I'm yeah, looking at yeah, this uh, oxygen tank now right on, yeah. on stream that's hilarious <laughs> but um no it yeah you can kind of piece it together but you know if i i think i would have been pretty frustrated if i had gone to the first world first and i was trying to figure it out because i that being this the first time i played the game i had no idea that i was going to get a jetpack <laughs> so right, right. i i, I well, might have thought or, or, or yeah or not propeller pack but um the grappling hook I had no idea that I was going to get a grappling hook. So I might have shown up to that world thinking that I was just stupid and wasted (laughs) like 25 (laughs) minutes trying to figure out why I can't make these jumps and why this isn't working. And then I would eventually just, you know, gotten my ship and went to the other world and said, oh, okay. So and, and, and maybe not so much now as an adult versus maybe even more as a kid. Like as a kid, I'm sure I would have spent even longer trying to figure out what I'm doing wrong. (laughs) And thinking right. that I was just I bad at the game, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. But it—that's—it's not a huge gripe. It's um, it's pretty small. It's not a huge deal. Um, other than that, I I very much enjoyed the game. Uh, a- a- everything checks in every box. Uh, graphic, sound right. design, level design, gameplay, and 
we are contractually obligated to uh, draw some Castlevania uh, similarities with this some, game. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, uh, jokes aside, though, um, there are so kind of in the same vein of what you were saying there, there are objectives per world and kind of like in Metroidvanias, as you explore new areas, you unlock new abilities and those abilities let you do things that you couldn't previously do in areas. Um, so I personally don't see that as a negative, um, right? Mm-hmm. So you get to the world and yeah, there's areas you can't go to and things, but then mm-hmm. once you go to another area and unlock a new ability, mm-hmm. now you have something to look forward to when you go back. That's kind of right. how I look at it. Um, yeah. Depending on level design, it can kind of be a waste of time. Like mm-hmm. if there was no other objectives to do in the meantime or whatever, but uh, but like you, I can understand where you're coming from and I don't entirely disagree with you. Right. Um, but at the same time, I think that was kind of a goal of theirs as well, right? To have moments uh, where I you see. may be able to re-explore areas and do new things that you couldn't do before as well. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Um, and 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 that that's totally fine. Um, because it's a very 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 fun game. It's right. Yeah. A ton of fun. I I highly recommend it. I highly recommend that you try it out, uh, whatever way that you can. Or um, just uh, buy the new one because I'm sure it's probably better. Yeah, yeah. Cracking time will end up probably mm-hmm. being magnificent. Obviously, right. I haven't played it yet, but I imagine it'll be amazing. Um, yeah. And then the remake for the PS4, sorry, reboot for the PS4. I've heard a yep. lot of good things about that version. It's really um, good. So that's a modern console that you can play the series on right there. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you have a PS3 kicking around, like I said, the PS3 version is pretty decent as well. So uh, yeah, lots of options there and ways to play it. <laughs> yeah, I think I picked up the copy that I, I let you borrow for it. I think I picked that up for it was somewhere between five and ten dollars, roughly. I think no yeah. more than fifteen. It was fifteen dollars maximum that yeah. I paid at a local game store for it. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's not very expensive for PS2, and I doubt the PS3 copy, which comes with three different games in it, I doubt mm-hmm. it's more than like twenty bucks. So right, yeah. and that's all the, the PS2 there. originals, right? Yeah, yeah, they're they're it's a. Uh, Ratchet and Clank 1, 2, and I, I want to say, hold on, I actually have the case sitting right here for it, so. Yeah, they're not I think numbered. it's 1, 2, and Going Commando or something like that. Yeah, they they all have cheeky titles, don't they? Ratchet yeah, and Clank, yeah, Going <laughs> Commando, and then I, I was looking up, like, the series. One of them's called Full Frontal something. Yeah, yeah, and, right, right. Yeah, so yeah. it's actually Up Your Arsenal. Up Your and, Arsenal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Going Commando and the original are the three games in it um, right. for the PS3. And that's just the Ratchet and Clank collection. Yeah, I paid... Uh, I paid eighteen dollars for it like uh five years ago or something like that, so you can probably find right. it even cheaper now. So yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yeah. But yeah, I think all that's right. pretty much all all we got, right? It's an excellent yeah. game. Everybody should check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So uh, yeah. there's a, just a little bit of news that uh, we wanted to cover at the end here. First off, as always, next week we will be playing a uh a, a, another game, Ukulele, mm-hmm. actually, which is a mm-hmm. series kind of made in the vein of. Another old school platformer, um, more mm-hmm. of a collectathon. Um, mm-hmm. I'm blanking. Banjo Kazooie. Banjo um, Kazooie. So yep. it's kind of yeah. It was a bunch of people who loved those series growing up. They are now adults making video games themselves. So they made some uh, right. some a love letter to it, ukulele. So right. we're going to be checking that out next week. Um, yep. And then so the the before we started, I told Jonathan there was a small announcement I wanted to tell him for, so he could uh, inform his wife. Okay. I was able to get a hold of a Sega Genesis Mini a oh, few days back. Yes. So Earthworm Jim <laughs> is uh is now a go. I have access nice. to a copy of Earthworm Jim now. 
And uh, yeah, so uh, I, I didn't tell you, but I already put that on the schedule for the week after next. If Perfect. that's okay with you, that'll be uh, that'll be that. Yeah. Perfection. Okay. <laughs> she'll be she'll so, be uh, she'll be very excited. I figured she would be. I joined yeah. just in time. That's the freaking best. I'm glad you like the news. Yeah, we'll be doing that in just a couple weeks. Um, when this episode's actually scheduled, who knows? But November 25th is uh, when it will actually be, uh, uh, the episode will be going live. So yeah, that should be a lot of fun. That should be a lot of fun. Um, Last thing, as always, last couple weeks, we've been asking everybody, if you have any ideas at all for anything for Christmas, let us know. Because right now, all we have is Wisdom Tree. Is that what they're called? The the Wisdom Tree Bible games, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, which are absolutely garbage. And, um, they are. I mean, spoiler alert, sorry. Uh, but yeah, so that's Nostalgia. pretty much the only ideas we have right now. So if anybody knows anything better... Yeah, please. Come on, please. <laughs> Nostalgia for me, though, because I, I don't know if I ever told you, but for some reason, I did not have an NES as a kid. I, has, I had a Super Nintendo. Yeah. But I don't know where my mom found it. It may have been from Wisdom Tree themselves, but she also went to a series of book and Bible stores. Do you remember those book and yeah, Bible that's stores? Probably where, to be honest. Okay, but there was a plug and play console. She found yeah. this giant controller that looked like an N sixty four controller, and on it were all of the Wisdom Tree NES games. <laughs> oh my god! That's... I don't know where she found that, but she oh, had Lord. it. I had it, and I didn't even know what they were until way later in life. Like I, I knew them as a kid and it got broken somehow. So I, I couldn't play it anymore, you know, a long time ago. But, um, I, I grow when I finally grew up and I started watching the angry video game nerd. I was like, Oh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I, I thought it was something oh, like Lord. totally like rare and fringe. And I, I, I barely even knew if it even happened, <laughs> but it, yeah, it, it was a real thing wisdom tree bible games uh they're they're all pretty much clones of other actual games like wolfenstein and legend of zelda and right a yeah. few other things yeah. and, i've seen uh, a little bit i don't know a whole lot about them but i've been mm-hmm. on youtube long enough to know they're a thing and they're terrible right. um so yeah if yeah. nobody gives us better suggestions for christmas that's what we're going to subject everybody to as well as ourselves so uh right. save us yeah we'll see what happens about that um mm-hmm. i guess that's pretty much it for this week though Right. So, uh, John, where can everybody find you at, bud? You can find me on Twitch and on YouTube, The Dorse Man. Um, uh, put a space in between the and The Dorse Man. That is a problem that I didn't realize I would have, but a couple of people have tried to find me recently and didn't know that there was a space. There is a space. Uh, two, yeah, okay, okay. Two words, The Dorse Man. I'm on YouTube and on Twitch. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter, at uh, John Dorsey one on Twitter. And I'm pretty sure it's just John Dorsey on Instagram. I say pretty sure every week. I keep forgetting to check. (laughs) But uh, anyway, Christian, where can we find you? Yeah, I'm also on YouTube and Twitch. It's uh, Stream All the Steam on there. Um, On Twitch, we live stream whenever we record these episodes. Lately, Mm -hmm. that's been pretty much the only thing I've been live streaming, but I occasionally do other things as well. And YouTube is just kind of there for VODs whenever I do do other random things, um, etc. You can also find me on Twitter, of course. I am uh, Stream the Steam on Twitter, at Stream the Steam, if I'm not mistaken, um, because Twitter has limits on... Uh, how long your name can be so that's kind of what i got stuck with um and then of course there's the discord channel as well and as always everything will be linked below if you are watching on youtube or somewhere in the description if you're watching on a podcast provider yep 
All right. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for tuning in. Uh, you didn't have to listen to us, but you did. Anyway, you appreciate We really do. Thank you so much for being here, everybody. Bye-bye, y'all. Bye-bye.